Welcome to Homestead Gardening in the Texas Gulf Coast with Kristen Howard. We're not even halfway through April in Houston, Texas, and already we've had a high of 90 degree weather. The Gulf Coast is a great place to be a gardener because we have potentially 365 days to grow food outdoors. However, Houston is one of the most challenging places to grow cool season vegetables because of our Jekyll and Hyde weather. Freezing temperatures one day may turn into a balmy 85 degree record high a week later and be prepared to rinse and repeat that wide temperature swing here and there until the last frost of the season. This wild weather causes most cool season plants to fear for their lives, and as a result, they begin to bolt in an effort to preserve their genetics. Bolting is when a plant tries to produce offspring as quickly as possible, and you will see a rapid bolt from many cool season plants in just a matter of days. As a plant bolts, many of the tasty leaves of the plant that could have been enjoyed by a gardener taste more bitter as more and more energy is put into creating the future offspring than maintaining the adult plant. I've recently been breaking off the bolts of some of our lettuce, and my husband definitely noticed. He actually described the taste as spicy, and the texture of the stem is also very thick, which was different for our salads. I did notice a difference as well, but it didn't really bother me quite as much as it bothered him. This taste is actually more bitter when this happens, and when the bolt of the plant begins to develop, it's actually creating sesquertopene lactones, and hopefully I said that right, which ward off pests while the plant is producing seeds. An early bolt just a few days old isn't quite as bitter, but as time goes on, this chemical will increase inside the bolt, making it inedible along with the entire plant as it draws energy from the plant itself and puts it into the offspring. So, is there a problem with food bolting? Well, if you're trying to harvest seeds for next season, then not really. However, if you're actually trying to eat from your garden 365 days a year, then bolting will create a gap in your garden food production. And unfortunately, many leafy greens like butter lettuce are a little more difficult to preserve for eating in later months, unlike the bulkier root vegetables, which a lot of people will store in their pantry or freezer. But the bolting process happens with root vegetables as well, and this can be a huge problem. Although the leaves of root vegetables are very nutritious and can be eaten, we rarely eat them as gardeners because we're actually growing the taproot packed with stored energy to eat instead. The leaves of root vegetables like beets, carrots, and radish aren't typically very tasty, and some even have hairs all over the leaf, which doesn't make the leaf any more palatable. I've attempted to stir fry with radish leaves and carrot tops, and they are not my favorite thing, but the chickens love them. They're usually the beneficiary of extra plant growth during the bolting season because of this. As the root vegetable bolts, it takes all the energy from the taproot and puts it into the bolting top growth and seed production, making the purpose of growing the plant for the root obsolete. Unlike leafy greens where we can still harvest when the plant bolts, we can't harvest a taproot vegetable and still allow it to produce seeds. You can, however, immediately harvest a root vegetable when it bolts and cut off the bolt to save the root. Most root vegetables that bolt first, though, didn't actually form the taproot. This doesn't make the stem of the plant any less edible, but it's definitely more fibrous and probably not something you want to eat. All of these plants still can be composted, so if you don't want your plants bolting and forming seeds, toss them in the compost pile and they're still going to give you a benefit. Beets are less likely to bolt and have a longer season, and this tends to be the case with plants that have a darker colored red or maroon leaf. 
I have no proof, or at least not enough time to research this theory, but currently in the garden, the only plants that are not bolting are the Merlot lettuce, purple mustard, and bull's blood beets. All plants with the same dark, leafy growth and maroon or purple coloring. Coincidence? I seriously doubt it. You may be wondering how you can keep your plants from bolting, and if you're proactive, there are a few tricks you can take advantage of. First, you can plant cool weather crops in shade or create shade as the weather turns warm. One way to do this is to plant in a semi-shady location in winter so the plants still get enough sunlight to produce healthy leafy growth and add a trellis panel to the southern or western side of the crop row to let another vegetable grow on the trellis and provide shade as the weather warms. One example would be to grow a climbing cool season plant you wouldn't mind having flowers on when the weather warms too quickly, like snap or sweet pea. You can even alternate rows with taller and smaller plants to let some plants shade others. This is especially functional if you're starting seeds in the fall and can temporarily use warm season plants to shade the new cool season seedlings until the weather cools enough. Second, you can manipulate your fertilizing program, especially for leafy cool season greens. Phosphorus stimulates flowering and promotes strong fruit or seed production, which means your fertilizer shouldn't be a balanced fertilizer or fertilizer high in phosphorus if you're trying to grow leafy growth. But instead, use a fertilizer higher in nitrogen. This will be more effective in growing a lot of leafy growth, and heavier frequent nitrogen feedings will prohibit flowers from forming. Third, look into cool season plant varieties that are better suited for your environment that are also more heat tolerant if you want the leafy greens. If you're growing cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, or other vegetables that require harvesting a flower bunch before it flowers or goes to seed, look for earlier producers that will be ready to harvest before the heat wave begins. And if you didn't know, broccoli and cauliflower, the actual part that you're harvesting is a bunch before it flowers. So you do want to grab those vegetables before they open. In Houston, I like to find Asian greens that originally come from a similar climate with slightly warmer or muggier weather like Houston. Darker, more nutrient-rich cool season vegetables tend to hail from Asia, and more nutrients than our vegetables wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Fourth, start all of your cool season plants in early fall, and succession plant each week in an effort to get the most fruit from that variable coastal weather I talked about. Many plants like carrots, artichoke, onion, and garlic need a longer period of time to develop from seed, and the double fall and spring season helps to facilitate this. Fifth, as your climate begins to heat above the ideal conditions your cool season plants require, cool the environment around your plants. Water more frequently, use mulch, or use other plants as ground covers. My favorite thing to do is to start the next season's crops directly next to any current season crop so that they can benefit from each other. I usually start planting peanuts, which grow quickly and act as a small ground cover for cool season crops until their time is over. This is usually a last-ditch effort, because if I'm trying to micro-manipulate my plant's environment like this, I've likely already lost a few battles and my plants are all beginning the bolting process. But it doesn't hurt to get a jump start on the next season plant anyways. So what do you do if the bolting process is already underway? First, you can remove the bolt if you catch it early and still harvest the leaves of the plant. Second, you can remove the entire plant and compost it to make room for the next season's crops. Third, you can let it go to seed and save seeds for next year if you enjoyed eating that plant. 
If I have a really bad year for my cool season plants, I usually let a lot go to seed to replenish my stash. My theory is that those plants have survived the warm or variable year we've had, and hopefully the plants that didn't make it were poorly adapted to those conditions, whereas the plants that did survive were better adapted. It will give me a better chance growing the saved seeds the next year than buying new packs of cool season seeds that were grown in a different cool climate and then starting this process all over again. If a plant cannot produce food and provide seeds for next year before coming ill, being attacked by pests, or being destroyed by weather, I feel it deserves a spot in the garden the following year. The best part of the bolting season is free flowers in your garden that attract pollinators for those warm season crops coming up next. Most bolting plants tend to have flowers that are yellow or white, which are two colors bees can see. Once a bee colony finds out your garden is the go-to spot for pollen, you'll have no trouble pollinating your warm season crops. So what cool season plants have you found in your garden that bolt the earliest? Have you found any varieties that hang on later into the warm season than others? I'd love to hear your stories and ideas. Reach out to me on Instagram at TurnYourHeadAndScoff and let me know what you think about this week's episode and any ideas you'd like to share. Thanks so much for learning with me. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can join me again to learn the tips and tricks I use on my homestead to garden 365 days a year in the Texas Gulf Coast.